from high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Justin Higginbottom. This is your news for Monday, August 29th. Moab continues to clean up after historic flooding last weekend. Other than businesses, streets, and residences, some of the area's bike trails were also impacted by the flood. That includes the Robin Groff Memorial Skills Park off Mill Creek. That creek became a raging river, cutting new channels and flooding nearby land. On Saturday, over 40 people, five earth movers, two chainsaws, and a dog showed up to restore the park. It looks nothing like it used to look. About a foot or two down, this park is a series of metal and wood features that create a circular flow through the park. That's Colin Topper. He's the chair of the Grand County Trail Mix, which advises the county's commission on all things non-motorized. On any given day, you won't only find bikers using the wooden roller coaster-like course, but sprinting kids or dogs or remote control cars. After the flood, it looks a lot different. We just have debris and log jams just piled up around them that are full of, I, I see, big metal, culvert pieces, hubcaps, windows, all sorts of fun stuff. We just removed a full set of uh, kitchen cabinet uppers, still with a fan and, <laughs> and vent attached to it. So yeah, who knows where this stuff came from, somewhere upstream. Topper put out a call on social media for volunteers today, and he's not disappointed. He says that's one silver lining of the flood, the huge amount of community spirit it's revealed. I mean, it was so just inspiring to be walking down. I mean, it just felt like me, like there were just gangs of do-gooders just walking up and down the Mill Creek Parkway, just looking for anybody and any everybody to help out. City Council member Jason Taylor is behind a tractor today. So is the brother of the park's namesake bike shop Moab Cyclery, Moab Youth Cycling Club, and the high school's Red Devil mountain biking team all came today. Luckily, under all the mud, it looks like the course is still standing. I mean, the, the real great thing is that these features are professionally built and engineered features, and they're all concreted in, and none of them moved, which we were very excited to see. They're all in place and intact. That's Tyson Swayze. He's the operations coordinator for Grand County's active transportation and trails. I've, I grew up here, and there's always the flood that you say that you've never seen, and I've definitely never seen this. He says flood waters washed out other trails in the area. The south end of Pipe Dream Trail, right here in the valley, got hit pretty hard. Also down King Creek, the Amasabak trail system. Uh, we have a little connector trail that runs from the parking lot to the Amasabak Jeep trail. People love the trail, but it is on a flash flood creek, you know, <laughs> so um, that got washed out in a couple of spots. And up in Sand Flats recreation area, the Falcon Flow Trail had some lining washed out. But those routes in the desert, away from waterways, were largely unaffected. Swayze says the trails that were impacted will be fixed soon, in time for the fall tourist season. Moab won't need to rely solely off volunteers in the cleanup and rebuilding effort. Governor Spencer Cox issued a state of emergency to free up state assistance. And the city and county are assessing damages, estimated to be around $10 million worth, to access relief funds. A strong monsoon season continues to bring drought relief to much of the Colorado River Basin. KUNC's Alex Hager has the latest. Rains throughout the southwest are helping the parched region. New Mexico and Arizona have seen some of the biggest improvements. Wyoming and Colorado have also had wetter conditions over the past few weeks, especially on the western side of the mountains. 
Utah is still deepest in the throes of drought. Precipitation forecasts this week show near-average rainfall for much of the Colorado River Basin. While rain is helpful for plants and wildfire suppression, this summer's strong monsoon won't make much of a difference for the drinking water supply, which mostly depends on winter snow. Alex Hager, KUNC. Climate activists gathered Thursday outside of the lodge in Grand Teton National Park where the Federal Reserve was holding its annual Jackson Hole Economic Policy Symposium. Kyle Mackey of KHOL Jackson reports for Rocky Mountain Community Radio. The Jackson Hole Symposium is one of the most important conferences for economists and central banking officials from around the world. And it was even more closely watched this year as record inflation continues to hurt the U.S. economy. The activists came to deliver a clear message to Fed leaders. We would like to see stronger action from the Fed uh, influencing the banks on limiting their fossil fuel financing as uh, we had one of our... Emily Park is an organizer with 350.org's fossil-free Federal Reserve campaign. She says the Fed should use its power to discourage banks from investing in fossil fuels and encourage investment in the communities hardest hit by climate change. That includes low-income Americans and people of color. Patricia Garcia Nelson is a Colorado-based advocate with the organization Green Latinos. Who are you fighting for? I am here fighting for my son. I am here fighting for the 1.6 billion Latinos across the United States that live within a half mile of an oil and gas operation. Members of the Jackson Hole chapter of the National Youth Sunrise Movement for Climate Action also joined in Thursday's protest. Organizers Miles Yazzolino and Anna Kerr reflected on the origins of the Jackson Hole Conference and recent local impacts of climate change. So the Federal Reserve um, started having this meeting here in Jackson in 1982. In their literature, they were like, DC's so hot this time of year, it's miserable. So they decided to move to Jackson uh, for the symposium because it was, you could still fish, it was cold enough to still fish the waters. Beautiful place. But what they came here to enjoy, the hiking, the fishing, the beautiful lakes and mountain views, are unfortunately changing. Just last summer, smoke from the historic fires and wildfires in California and the Pacific Northwest completely masked the Tetons. Sweltering heat and ongoing drought depleted streams and river levels, and fishing was required to stop by early afternoon. While the activists weren't allowed to congregate or demonstrate inside the lodge, Park of 350.org said she hoped their presence will remind the academics and bureaucrats inside that everyday Americans are, in her words, more than data points on a spreadsheet. We are real people suffering real economic consequences, and we are going to be suffering even more than we already are the, the financial effects of the climate crisis. And there is no greater threat to the stability of our financial system than the climate crisis. For his part, Fed Chair Jerome Powell seemed to acknowledge the pain Americans are feeling from inflation. He used the word twice in his speech at the conference Friday, according to CNN. Analysts interpreted Powell's speech to mean that the Fed is willing to raise interest rates again next month in order to rein in rising costs. Activists would like to see the Fed follow the lead of some of its peer institutions like the European Central Bank, which already factor climate risk into their monetary policy. Buddy, you're a bad man doing all that fracking, tearing up the land, dealing in car sands. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace. We'll be kicking your can all over the place, singing, We will, we will stop you.
For KHOL and Rocky Mountain Community Radio, I'm Kyle Mackey in Jackson, Wyoming. And that's the KZMU News for Monday, August 29th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.